0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, true believers of all ages, welcome back to THE Comic Book Brawlcast, your home for all things inside the realm of nerddom. I am your host, Admin Nemesis, and tonight our Fire Nation consists of Sinestro and Dr. Doom. Brawlers, with the brand new live action version coming the 22nd. Today, we are taking a look back and celebrating one of the greatest cartoons of all time, Avatar: The Last Airbender. We are going to talk about why we love this series, our favorite seasons, episodes, characters, and finally, we're going to dive into a little bit of what we expect from this Netflix series. So jump on your flying bison's brawlers! It's time for episode thirty-three. Appa. Yep. Yep. Water. Earth. Fire. Air. Oh, my fellow villains, oh. welcome back, and welcome to the Boiling Rock. How are we feeling tonight?
1: Feeling good, ready to get this I,
0: fired up. I
1: hate the Boiling Rock. The water is too hot.
0: It is very hot.
1: But we we're the Fire Nation.
0: It is, we, we are. I mean, I, I don't know why he's complaining. It, I thought it was a good thing. It's very hot. You can't be
1: complaining the about The water you. is hot.
2: You can still be burned. What kind of Fire Nation people are you? Did you not see what happened to the prince? I mean... face.
0: He kind of sucked back then, but...
1: He was getting a little boy.
2: Yes. And Fire Nation can be burned,
1: so water can still be too hot. But we don't complain about it.
0: Well, while while Sinestro uh, finds a little bit of cooler waters, (laughs) brawlers, in case you missed it, here are this week's headlines. As I said last week, we would probably get the fantastic forecasting sooner rather than later. And now we have it. Marvel's first family has been filled out with Pedro Pascal playing Reed Richards, Vanessa Kirby to play Sue Storm, Joseph Quinn will be playing her brother Johnny Storm, and Eben Moss, Backrash, will be playing Ben Grimm. Reports also say Galactus is set to be the main villain of the movie, with Doctor Doom appearing towards the end. No actors have been cast for those roles yet. Thunderbolts has moved up its release date two months. It will be debuting now on May 2, 2025. And more good news, despite rumors of his exit, Mahershala Ali is still attached to the Blade movie. The Invincible season 2 part- 2 trailer has dropped as has a trailer for X-Men 97 you guys can go over to the Brawlcast pages or comic book brawl now to check those out and finally umbrella Academy is back they have set a release date for the final season it will be August 8th 2024 that about wraps it up for the news this week keep your eyes glued to comic book brawl for more updates okay brawlers it's time for this week's brawl of the week and this week, we are matching up two major powerhouses against each other. In one corner, we have the Man of Steel, Superman. And in the other, we have Saitoma, the One Punch Man. This fight takes place on an indestructible planet Earth with no humans, with all other standard page stipulations applying. Ugh, guys, I, I feel like One Punch Man is such a cheat code. Yep. <laughs> because he's he's one punch man. We, we've seen him take a massive beating at the end of season one and just kind of be okay. I don't think Superman's got much of a shot, unfortunately, here.
2: First off, I just want to say that I do want to watch the world burn, and that is why I made this uh, particular fight. <laughs> that being said, if you go straight by feats. Then obviously, Superman would win because Saitama doesn't have the same feat Superman has. Superman has done some of the most wild, outlandish things in all of comicdom, enough to have one of the most ravenous fan bases in existence. I should know I'm one of them. He is the goat. S- he is the goat. Yep. There is no question there. Not one question at all. I not only have one keychain on my keychain with the Superman shield, I actually have two. On one keychain, I have the Superman symbol twice. My house key has the Superman shield on it. <laughs> Not to mention a Superman shield keychain hanging off of my chain. I love it. So, so yeah. Not to mention a half a dozen shirts with just the Superman shield in various different ways. So, yes, I am a fan of Superman. But Saitama by design is meant to never lose, never get hurt never encounter something he cannot overcome. In the manga, it literally showed him facing someone who could match him, like that was their ability, they could match their opponent, which just caused Saitama to exponentially increase. The dude literally farted with enough escape velocity to escape the sun. Like, what the hell does that take?
0: <laughs> I don't know, that's... Uh... That's some crazy gas, dude.
2: Dude, he punched away the atmosphere of Jupiter. Like, are you kidding me? No, sorry, I think he sneezed it. Correct me. He he sneezed the atmosphere off of Jupiter. Like, what the hell? And someone else would counter this, saying, well, Superman has sneezed away, like, the sun or something. Yes, he's had some wild stuff in the past, too.
1: The point is.
2: (laughs) The point is, Saitama, though, doesn't have the feats yet, he has never shown an ounce of actual struggle. He's never actually been hurt, injured, tired, anything. And by design, he's meant to beat anyone. So if you want to debate with feats, then yes, Superman wins. But that's just because he's been around since 1937. He's going to have more feats than Saitama, Who's been around for, what, 10 years? Give or take like a year or two. But again, I have to emphasize, Saitama is a character created to never lose. So if you go by character design, you kind of have to give it to Saitama. And yeah, it's a cheap victory. But Saitama by design doesn't lose. He would face Superman and Superman would probably deck him through several mountains saitama would stand back up i mean hell saitama was knocked to the moon once and literally looked around jumped back to earth superman was knocked to the moon once by hellspawn it gave him a concussion that was standard superman on a regular day no amps no deficits nothing just superman
0: to be fair that was new 52 superman
2: Oh, that was also the same Superman who bench-pressed the Earth for five
1: days without a drop of sweat. People like to to cherry-pick their feats. Anyway. It was also Hellmont, who is the main enemy of Mr. Majestic, who a lot of people regularly put above Superman. Which I'm
2: not arguing. But the same amount of force knocked Superman from Earth to the moon and left a similar crater as Saitama was knocked to the moon. Saitama came up with no injuries. Superman, little little concussed. So if I have to pick one or the other, it's a cheap victory, I admit it. But I think Saitama would win in the end.
1: So as much as I'm going back and forth over this, do I go with the character who's built to win or the character who has defeats to win? Man, it's it's... It's a tough call because I mean, I could just go with the easy, oh, you know, Saitama's written to win everything to be, you know, the cheat code and the answer to every opponent he comes across. He is the one punch man. But in reality, regardless of everything that he's gone up against, everything he's survived, he's never faced anyone on Superman's level. He's never faced anybody who's really done anything above what we've seen Superman do. That's because Superman's done everything. <laughs> exactly. That's why I'm like, okay, do I just say, oh, Saitama can beat anybody just because he's beaten any and everyone he's faced so far? Or do I say Superman's got this because we've never seen Saitama face anybody even uh, remotely on par with Superman? <laughs> and What was that... Who's the number one hero in, say, in the
2: One Punch Man series? Blast. Blast. Wasn't he doing, like, uh, black hole punches and stuff like that? Isn't that in the area of what Superman
1: does? He was doing some crazy stuff. Um, and, I mean, Garo was opening up portals and stuff simultaneously all over the place. They were basically fighting each other all over the moon of Jupiter at once. It was, it was pretty intense. They've done some insane stuff. But I mean, anime is known for going way over the top. No. Yeah, it's known to do that every once in a while. <laughs> but as much as I say all that, part of me has a hard time thinking that Satama wouldn't find a way to overcome Superman as well. Mm. And part of me hates to say it. Don't get me wrong. I love anime. I'm one of our resident anime guys. Love Saitama. Love One Punch Man. And honestly, arguably, I do like Superman, but I'm not nearly as big a fan of him as you guys are. But I mean, it's it's tough for me to say it because like I said, on paper, Superman wins this all day. In dare I say practicality, I feel like Saitama just has to take it because that's what he does. So I just I feel like I got to I got to go with the the reason the character was written and that was to win every fight. <laughs> got to go Saitama. He still can't beat Goku though.
2: <clears throat> Goku has no place in this conversation. Uh, or the tail. <laughs>
1: Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no place in this conversation
0: and no tail. Uh, oh my god. Yeah, like I said, I I just don't I don't see Superman really being able to win this just based on one punch man being able to win with one punch. That's that's his whole thing. So But
1: I mean he doesn't won every fight with one punch.
0: No, that's true. And it takes him longer. I think I don't think this is gonna be a one hit superman's out type thing and to be honest i i think more like seven times out of ten they go to fight and it ends up with the two of them like playing video games at the the (laughs) campfire
2: i could see does superman play video games i can't remember ever reading that
0: (laughs) i gotta imagine he plays video games it's superman what doesn't he do he's gotta play one yeah every now and then
2: (laughs) i i got the game i know exactly what he plays you ready farmville
0: Get out of here. Dude, he'd have a nasty farm. Back back in my day, I had a whole carnival going.
1: Uh, He's got to play Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley's better. Tell that to Superman. Yeah, dude. (laughs) I think he would agree.
2: (laughs) I think he'd slap you upside the head.
1: Why? Stardew Valley is a farming game. It's a farming simulator.
0: I mean, you could just play Farm Simulator. Or you could just farm... I can see the two There's of us no playing some farm simulator, you know? Kicking back. Yeah, or he just,
2: you know, farms for real.
0: <laughs> but that's not a video game. Yeah, they're playing video games here you know on what? the farm.
2: You know what, Doom? You're not a video game.
1: I should be. I'd make a good video game.
2: But you're not, so you should feel bad for yourself.
1: Mm, I, I mean, I've been in video games. Marvel versus Capcom games.
2: Wait, so was this a 3-0 for Saitama? Because I did not expect
1: that. It
0: was, yes. Yeah. It's a, it's a, Listen, Brawlers, this is a 3-0 vote in favor of uh, Saitama the one punch. Man. Guys, You're you, going to
1: get
2: yeah. ripped apart in the comments.
0: I, I don't know. I don't know. I, thi- I think the Brawlers are going to kind of come around to that, that same way of uh, thinking. Like, you know what? It, this is just kind of how the character is written. But uh, they know what to do. Head on over to the comic book Brawl page. Or the BrawlCast page. Find the Brawl of the Week post and let us know. Do we get this one right or wrong? Guys, Superman vs. The One Punch Man. Let us know. Brawlers. Tonight, we are talking about one of the greatest cartoons in the history of TV. Avatar. The Last Airbender. Its brand new live action counterpart drops on Netflix in just a few days. So now is the perfect time to shower this show with the love it deserves. Guys, let's start with our overall impressions of this series. What, what do we grade this? And what, were our, what was your overall impression first seeing this, Doom?
1: Not, I can't even stress this enough. Right off the bat, hands down, number one, best American animated series of all time. Argue with your mother. I don't care it is the pinnacle of american animated storytelling as far as i'm concerned just from all the lovable characters and there's so many there's the the characters that are meant to be loved are impossible to hate and the characters that are meant to be hated are damn near impossible to love they just every character is written and played out so well there's just Man, I, I just I could gush all day over it. Like there's the the storyline, every story arc in it, the character development. Man, just the 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 action, the adventure, just everything about this series. I have so little negative to say about it. It's almost criminal to not be able to At least pull out a handful of grapes. But this is the one series where I'm just like, no, it it takes the cake. It is an absolute masterpiece, perfection, chef's kiss all around.
0: Doom loves it. A little bit. (laughs) Sinestro, what do you think? Someone say something about cake.
2: I, I, I really like cake. Cake's great, dude. I, could go for I cake. love cake. my my wife not uh, about a week ago or a couple weeks ago, made me an Oreo cookie ice cream cake with real crushed Oreos and Haagen-Dazs vanilla ice cream. And let me tell you, I fucking ate the entire cake myself.
0: yeah, I wouldn't try like that with anyone.
2: It, it wasn't in one sitting, but i I literally I cleared that in like less than a week, an entire cake. Anyway, we're not here to talk about cake, although we should make an episode about cake. Avatar The Last Airbender. Like, holy crap. I did not see this coming when I first saw the show. It looked goofy. It looked dorky. I'm not. There's a couple of anime I've watched before, but I was never big on anime. And this was Western animation that clearly was inspired by anime. Right out of the gate, watching the first episode. I I wasn't sold initially. I'm watching the show. I think it looks all right. I'm like, all right. I I heard some good buzz at the time. This was not long after it came out. I was like, all right, I'll give it an actual shot. And with every episode that passed, my interest grew. I was like, all right, this show's actually pretty good. Wow, you know, this show's actually, like, this show's really, really, wow. I started losing the words to describe how good of a show it was. We'll get into it later, but there was, like, a couple episodes in season one where it just, done. I'm in. This is my show. And I don't know, like as as Doom was saying, you I could just gush on this all day long. This show is top tier, S tier, S tier animation, S tier show. If you want to talk best shows ever made, bar none, Avatar The Last Airbender. Like, I, I can't wait to keep talking. I, I, there's so much more I want to talk about and I can't <laughs> wait to get to it.
0: Yeah, I think... Uh... I think the best way to really describe it is is really a uh, Just absolute perfection. Some of the greatest character arcs, some of the greatest story arcs, some of the greatest characters. And I just want to point out who drafted it in the animated series draft.
1: Go to hell. I wasn't part of that, so uh, I'll give you that one.
0: <laughs> but an absolute beautiful show from start to finish. Just unbelievably well done well animated uh, voice, the voice actors were all tremendous you can't say enough good about this show it's an A plus overall if you haven't seen this show and you're listening to this going should I should I watch this before the the new live action comes out yes go watch it right now
2: shut off this podcast and go yeah, watch pause it the, no, no, pause the podcast bookmark it Watch the entire series from start to finish and then jump right back.
0: Yeah, then you got to come back. You don't want to uh, we're, we're going to get into some spoilers here. So, you don't. if you haven't seen this show, God, you got to go watch it. You have to go. Watch it. We cannot recommend this show enough.
1: No, shut off the podcast. Unsubscribe. Unfollow. Binge the whole show. Come back. Refollow. Resubscribe. Let us know what you thought. That's too much.
2: Don't listen to Doom. He's yeah. clearly on some form of alcoholic substance.
1: No, no, no. Not yet. Saving that for after the
0: podcast. That's an after podcast thing. Yeah. Nightcap. Uh, So, obviously, we've all loved this series. Ah, No one has anything bad to say about this thing. Um, We've all loved it. There was three seasons, or three books. Sinestro, which one was your favorite?
2: Well, you know what? If you were listening to me a few minutes ago, you could probably guess, because I kind of hinted at it. With every passing episode, I just like to show more and more. Same thing with the books. Season 1, by the time I finished with it, like I said, I was already committed. There was no stopping at that point. The train has left the station. It was done. I was, I was addicted to the series at that point, and I wasn't breaking that addiction. Then I got to book 2. And somehow it surpassed everything I had hoped for with book 1. Like, the plot, the turning points, everything, the character development... It was just so freaking on point. And then I got book three. And somehow, it was just the show that kept getting better. Season three easily takes the cake for me. It's the number one season for the entire thing. I I, I can't think of anything else I could say about it. Just all the characters. The character development was just so on point all the way through and you finally get to see the culmination of all the effort that was put into these characters through the first two books. The twists, the turns, the ups, the downs. You finally got to see the fruition for all of the strife that happened. And damn, did they stick the landing on everything. So yeah, book one was great. Book two was somehow even better. Book three was best.
0: Book three is his favorite. Doom, what was yours?
1: Man, uh... Right there with Sinestro. Book three goes down in history for me. As probably... I'm going to say probably my second favorite finale season of any show ever. Whether it's live action, animated, no matter what medium it is. it's, It's probably my second favorite of all time. Um, right behind, uh, Format Alchemist Brotherhood. Um, I, it, it's it's so hard to put into words how perfectly, like Sinestro said, they stuck the landing on every single aspect of the third season. The overall finale was amazing. The the fights, like just every the way that every rivalry came to a head. Every every character arc just coming to a perfect resolution in some way or another, whether it be for the good or for the bad. I feel like every character's story wrapped up absolutely perfectly. And on top of that, leading into the end of every character's arc ending, the character progression that led up to it was just... God, I'm. We just started, and I'm running out of words to say for amazing and great and perfect. Mm-hmm. It's just they. Like I
2: can open. Up, I can open up a thesaurus for us if that's really gonna help us out.
1: We might need it. Can you share your screen? So the whole class. No classroom. problem. Yeah. <laughs> no, just I got you just, covered. It was just one of those things where, like, like you said, first season amazing, got you hooked. Second season was just like oh man they they're it's getting even better and better as it keeps going third season going into it i just had this feeling in the pit of my stomach i'm like okay they have done they they have created something absolutely amazing all they have to do is stick the landing on this finale and going into it i i just had this thought in my head every episode as it went along i'm like they're not going to mess up they're they're going to do no wrong every episode is going to be exactly what it needs to be to give us the absolute perfect end up ending to this story. They're going to wrap it up, put a ribbon on top, put a cherry on top, and it's, it's going to blow everybody away. And I mean, look at it. How, how long has it been since the show came out or since the show ended? A Long time. It's, it's been yeah,
0: quite, quite a while.
1: Quite, yeah. It's been quite a while. And look at how passionate fans still are for us to get an uh, an accurate, uh, faithful adaptation in live action, because of how perfect of a series the animated series was. I don't know if I've truly ever seen somebody have a complaint about the series, and I feel like usually the ending of the series is where a lot of people tend to be a little divisive, where it might get a little controversial. People might not love the way certain certain shows end. And I don't think you can say that at all with Avatar The Last Airbender. The third season was just immaculate. Like It had everything we could have asked for, and then some, and by the time it was over, you were just like, I, I don't know about you guys, but I just had this overwhelming sense of satisfaction. Like I was like, "You can end it there. I don't. I don't need any more. I'm good with what you gave me. I am grateful for what I just saw. I am beyond content." So yeah, season three, hands down, not just favorite season of this show, favorite season of almost any show ever.
2: I, uh, with a little internet research show ran from February of 2005 to July of 2008.
0: Okay. Yeah. Been a while now. Yeah, so yeah a little I'm under gonna... 20 years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I'm right there with you guys. It just everything they nailed it was just perfect. Um the way they ended the show, the the way Ang defeats the Fire Lord. Um
2: Dude, spoilers.
0: I, <laughs> I I will say <laughs> that while I was I loved it. I thought they wrapped up that whole storyline very nicely. I want to I want to know what's going on with Zuko's mom. Are we going to get her or not? Like let's go. Let's we can continue on to go get Zuko's mom, right? We could there was,
2: a, there was a tie-in comic that kind of explained what happened.
0: I do, I do have that comic. It's,
2: it's not as satisfying when it's not on the animation.
0: No. But, um, like I said, I, I can't say much more than what you guys said. I'm right there with you. It, it's season three. It's, the you know, book three. Um, it, it just is. It, it ties everything up so well. The fight scenes get better. Um. Aang is more confident. Katara is more confident. Sokka is more confident. Um, You know, I'm getting the characters a little bit more later. But in in terms of, you know, we're all right there, obviously, for our favorite season. But favorite episodes could definitely differ, I would assume. But, of course, mine are sitting there in season three. And I I had a tough time choosing between them. So I'm going with these two and sozen's comet obviously the, the last episode was so good the the final fight with ang and uh the fire lord was amazing uh the ending to it was inc- incredible it was so perfect for ang you know just say, i'm going to take your bending bam spoilers uh, <laughs> and then um yeah. what one i really loved too was the fire bending masters really uh really solidifying ang and zuko's relationship pushing them past um their i guess fears of firebending um and kind of uh putting that final nail into team avatar and being ready to go i i thought it was great the dragon the the dance of the dragons was fantastic um just a, a great episode those two i think are absolutely my favorite episodes and uh quick shout out to the guru season two episode 19 where Toph metal bends for the first time toff's great character sinestro what are your favorite episodes
2: well it's it's easy to say the the last few parts of uh Sozin's comet is the best i uh, mean so good it it, it it's the true culmination of the series. Mm-hmm. You got the, probably the two best fight scenes in the entire series. You had Aang against the Fire Lord. You had Zuko against his sister, Azula. But, you know, I'm I'm going to try not to go on that too much because I feel like that's the easy answer. But, yeah, like you were just saying, season three just has so many of the great ones. Hell, the two-part boiling... The prison with the boiling rock was just amazing... Solidifying Mm -hmm. Sok and Zuko's trust with each other. Uh, The parts where Zuko helped Katara hunt down her mother's killer. And Katara coming to terms with who she was in the past, who she is now. Mm -hmm. It was so great. But you know what? I'm going to pick my top two right now. And probably my favorite episode would be Season 3, Episode 6, The Avatar and the Fire Lord. I love when background lore gets brought to the front and you learn about the history of it. Mm. Which is funny, because I never liked history in, in high school. But learning about the previous avatars, their paths through, showing what uh, the last avatar, Avatar Roku, went through, the beginning of the war, just all of that, just, I thought it was perfect. And then the twist for Zuko to find out that it's not just his grandfather that started the war, but it was also his other grandfather who was Avatar Roku, Mm. which is just wild. It was
0: a great, uh, great twist, dude,
2: which if you really start to think about it more, it means Zuko and Aang are kind of in some weird spiritual way related. Other than that episode, though, the one I have to name drop, I have to, because this was the episode, even though it's not my favorite, it was the one that made me take this show seriously. Because Season 1 is definitely more lighthearted than the rest. But Season 1, Episode 12, The Storm. You get into, you finally get to see Aang's final days before he got frozen in the ice. And you finally see Zuko's final days before he goes to hunt for the Avatar. And you find out that this wonderful, high-spirited Aang had a moment of selfishness and ran away scared seeing that our heroes are flawed. And then you have Zuko, who up until this point was nothing but a despicable villain, made for us to hate. And in one single episode, gets everyone to sympathize with him, and now start rooting for him. Explaining how he got that scar on his face. How he became the banished prince because he was standing up for innocence in a meeting. And spoke out of turn. Like, These characters just have so much amazing depth that you would not expect from a damn Nickelodeon cartoon show. It's true. Jeez. Damn. That episode, season one, episode 12, The Storm. I tell anybody who watches the show is like, listen, it's going to be a little lighthearted in the beginning. It's going to be a little goofy. You may not like it at first. Get to the episode, The Storm. If you don't like it by that point, you can walk away. And I've never had anyone tell me they walked away after that episode. That's the one that gets you. I'm telling you every time. So, yeah, those two would be my top two. The Avatar and the Fire Lord and the Storm.
1: Mm.
0: <clears throat> Good choices. Doom, what, what's your favorites? All
1: right. So, unfortunately, uh just to not bore anybody because we I feel like we are all totally on the same page about this this series which is awesome. Uh mm-hmm. I expected nothing less of you guys. <clears throat> but all um, geniuses. Of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, for the sake of not uh repeating too much um I would say uh The Storm, The Boiling Rock and uh The Blind ba- Blind Bandit were definitely three of my favorite episodes. But I'm going to have to take the easy answer, as Sinestro <laughs> put it, because in previous epi- in previous episodes of our anime, or of our anime, what the heck, of <laughs> not, we could be. Certainly not anymore. We, we could be. <laughs> um, in previous episodes of our podcast, I have totally made it known that I am an absolute sucker for big finales, big culminations of a story, the way that a story wraps itself up is usually what is going to be my biggest uh the biggest factor on how I grade the story overall. I just I feel like sticking the landing in my opinion is one of the absolute most Important aspects of telling a story. Yes, I will admit there's tons of stories that have a great adventure, great story, great characters, great character progression along the way, and then just drop the ball at the end. Looking at you, Game of Thrones. Um, burn, but burn. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but man, uh, like I said, it's season three is arguably my second favorite. Se- Final season of any show ever, and it is about 90% because of the four part Susan's comic or Susan's Comet uh, episodes. Susan's comic oh, on
0: Sozin's shelves, Com- on shelves
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <shut laughs> um, no, I just uh, we got so much good stuff in that. Like I said, a huge sucker for a big final battle. We had everybody fighting their, their big battles and everything. Um, we had everybody, everybody's storylines wrapping up. Everybody facing their greatest enemies, their greatest fears, their greatest struggles. Um, had uh, the, the Lion Turtle. You know, something that had been prophesied since the beginning of the series. Finally came to fruition. And with that, after ang had stressed so much about what killing the Fire Lord would actually mean to the world, we ended up seeing this little boy learn such a, a wholesome lesson that you don't you don't have to completely destroy your opposition to win and save the world. You you could simply Put out his fire. You could just extinguish his light. Take his power from him. Instead of outright killing him. Which is what he felt like he initially had to do. In order to save everybody. And I felt like that was such a heavy lesson for him to learn. Such an important lesson for him to learn that. You know, you he you don't have to go into this necessarily guns a blazing. Looking to, to put this guy in the dirt strip him of his power, of his ego, save the world from from the, the tyranny that he can bring, but you don't have to kill him to do it. And I really love that as, you know, the big last final lesson for, for Aang to learn. And like I said, just wrapping up all the the plot lines, the the character arcs, you know, the ending of Zuko's character progression, which Chef's kiss again. Yeah, I, I gotta go. The four part Sozin's comic. It's 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 amazing. I can't. Nothing else to say on that.
0: <laughs> no, it really is. Uh, and Ang finding another way against everyone telling him you have to kill the fire lord that's you know that's what it is like that's how you stop him you have to do it him fighting another way was just so ang it was perfect it was so
1: perfect exactly it it did fit so well with his character because i mean think about it you go you look at so many other series you have this big bad who's a threat to the whole world and like nobody can put him down and then you have the one character come along who can put him down Obviously everybody is like yes bury this guy put him in the dirt if you can mm-hmm. save everybody by just extinguishing this man's life and no ang's like i'm the avatar i'm supposed to be a good example what would i be if i was just another murderer the best part was when he went to talk to all of his past
2: lives and went, well Obviously, some of them were just like, yo, off this fool. Yep. Yeah. But then he went, all, he went all, especially one of them who shall remain nameless. She may have been an earthbender. <laughs> um, but then he goes all the way back to uh, the airbender. I forget her name, but the last airbender avatar before Ang, mm-hmm. And even she didn't outright say kill this fool, but implied that he. you're going to have to kill this fool. She flat out told him, like, you're going to have to, a true hero or whatever sacrifices their personal needs for the world. She basically told Aang, dude, you're going to have to kill this son of a bitch. I'm sorry, get over it. Yeah. And he still found another way.
1: Oh. Yeah, no, God, I, the show is great. Like uh, I said, there's so, so many stories where, I mean, like I said, when it comes down to a big, you know, tyrannical threat such as the Fire Lord I mean you expect that they have to die by the end of it and I mean it may attribute to the fact that it is a, a children's show for the most part albeit extremely deep for a children's show I did just feel like that was a very wholesome and like you said perfect for his character way to to go about things and to resolve this big series long threat that they had
0: no i agree and and doom you you mentioned characters we've been talking about how great a character ang is who was your favorite character
1: zuko hands down oh yes i second to a big finale i am an absolute sucker for a villain turned hero man any time that we, I can get a story where we get a villain that has great character progression, and especially character progression that takes place over time, where they're we get to see their inner struggles and people helping them along the way, and they're still struggling and and fighting back against that help that they're getting and that wisdom they're receiving, especially as he was constantly getting from Uncle Iro. I mean, who is a close second? My favorite character, um, like I, I just love seeing a character that is so dead set in their ways, and then slowly but surely that guard starts falling down, that wall starts breaking away, and they realize that they don't have to be what they were raised to be. And yeah, Zuko, that's my boy, he is one of the best examples of villain-turned-hero um, that I can think of. I mean, there there's so many great ones out there. But Zuko, as far as... I feel like a lot of villains-turned-hero don't always earn it. Like, sometimes it, it can feel a little shoehorned. Sometimes it's like, oh, they experience one or two things that change their mind and then boom they maybe kind of reluctantly join the good guys for a little while and then after a while they kind of transition into just another one of the good guys but zuko's zuko's transition and struggle through turning from an absolute asshole an insufferable asshole to being so timid around the rest of the team and and just showing this vulnerability that he had when he was trying to gain their trust, but still having that kind of hot-headed temper underneath that showed itself every now and then, but yet he kept coming back like, come on, I, I can do this. I can not be a piece of shit. I got this. I I, I really, really, really love that about his character. So definitely got to go Zuko, hands down.
0: Hmm. I can definitely see that. Sinestra, who do you have?
1: Dude, this uh, section of
2: this podcast is going to get very boring and repetitive, I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, <laughs> the, the answer is obviously Zuko. Yes. Uh, just, like, just like Doom was saying, I am a sucker for character development, and this is a hill that I've been dying on and I'm fighting on for at least a decade now. Zuko from The Last Airbender has the best character development of any fictional character across media period, end of sentence, end of story there is no competition there are other characters out there who have great character development Zuko's is the best yep. Like I could go on and on and pontificate on all the reasons why so I will uh, growth doesn't happen in just an epiphany type moment Too many times you have a villain just have like that moment where they realize they're on the wrong side or that moment that they did something wrong and now they're going to do something right. No, character growth doesn't happen in a moment. It takes a while. It's long. It's messy. There's ups. There's downs. You seem to progress and at certain points you will regress and Zuko hit every point to a T and every step of his development Made sense not just to him but to us as the viewers. His motivation for hunting the avatar and being, pardon my language, the asshole that he was all made sense given what he went through. And him with Uncle Iroh, with again, very boring conversation here, very close second for my favorite character of the series. (laughs)
1: Like
2: Iroh was there, he was probably the greatest sidekick in history just like I picked him for the sidekick draft. He he supported Zuko in being a better person, not being a better prince, not being a better leader, being a better person. And it showed over time Iroh's lessons instilled into Zuko. Eventually he finally started to realize he was on the wrong path. But even then, once the old the old guard came back, once he realized that what he was hunting for, that he thought he escaped, was dangling in front of him again, he regressed, he dropped back, and he made mistakes, which then he then learned from. But again, it wasn't a moment that he realized it. It took half a season in season three for him to fully like come to turn, Not maybe not the full half, but like a quarter of the season to realize his mistakes where he effed up and one of his biggest moments in the entire series was in the episode that i forgot to even mention day of black sun where all the heroes were going to the fire nation and because of a secret being got out by azula their mission failed but on the flip side zuko used that same black sun to confront his father the fire lord tell him off And finally, take his position as the person he was always meant to be, the friend and one mentor to Aang, to help him heal the world. And just the way he learned about his own nation's propaganda throughout the series, especially in the episode that was straight out of a damn Western, where he comes riding in on this weird bird horse thing, saves a village... But then they turn on him when they find out he's Fire Nation and he ends up leaving, hated, even after saving them, realizing the reputation of the Fire Nation. Like, you could write a fucking book about character development and only use him as the examples, and it would be a goddamn great read. All right. I, I could keep going for too long, so I'm going to stop now. But yes, Zuko, favorite character. Greatest character development of all time. Don't care.
1: Great.
0: Uh, I mean, brawlers, listen. You've never heard us agree this much. So when I say to you, again, if you haven't seen this show, you need to go watch it. I don't know what more you need to hear. We're all telling you how how great this show is. However, you guys got the best character wrong. It's very clearly... The Cabbage Merchant. Uh, we, my
1: cabbages, <laughs> my
2: we cabbages.
1: Said,
0: I really thought he was
2: gonna say Momo.
0: But Mike, the Cabbage Merchant, ended up starting his own corporation, I believe, and uh, Cabbage Corp was uh, big in uh, Legend of Korra.
2: That's true. Yeah, but I think I think he was losing the business at one point. But <laughs> he might I don't have. Know. Been.
0: <laughs> no, but um, again, you guys hit the nail on the head. It's Zuko. Zuko's character development is. So good I, I have him up there with ahsoka from Clone Wars that, that's about it because she went from maybe one of the most annoying unlikable characters to one of the most beloved characters.
2: preach fucking preach man
0: <laughs> and and Zuko went from one of the most hated to one of the most beloved he was he was positioned as the enemy of the series and he became Aang's friend and mentor. Um, just unbelievable job. Uh, again, shout out Uncle Iroh as the second best character in this, in the show. (laughs) He is. Iroh is unbelievable. Him and his tea, man. I, I, you can't get over the tea. Especially when he's actually, uh, in hiding with Zuko and they're running the actual tea shop. (laughs) He's just moving up in the ranks because he's so good at it. It's just, uh, just great episodes and they're not even the best ones but they're just every every episode is so great every character is great but Zuko going from hero to villain and like you guys said it doesn't happen overnight he he teeters so many times there's so many times where you're like oh wow Zuko's about to become a hero and he betrays the heroes again ah. you know and it's like oh damn no he is a villain damn it he almost had me
2: wow <laughs>
0: You know, he, he hires Sparky Sparky Boom Man to go try to kill them before he Official. finally yeah, gets there. And uh, Official name. The yes, Sparky Sparky Boom Man. Uh, it's the, might be the best-named character on the
1: show.
0: <laughs> Props to Sokka. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I mean, Zuko, uh, again, just such a great character. Uh, I cannot wait to see these guys really come back in the animated version just a little bit older. I think what do we have another uh was it 2025? 2026 we're getting that the sequel series.
2: I actually don't even know offhand.
0: <laughs> I'd have to go back and look. It's it's a couple years out, but it's going to be exciting to see where these uh these characters have gone because they were just they were they were all so great. I I can't think of a character that I really dislike where I was like, "Ah, oh, this this character doesn't need to be here at all."
1: I know, there I, there were characters that I felt like you were supposed to dislike.
0: Right, exactly, but that's they were, perfect.
1: they were done perfectly. Yes. <clears throat> but
0: uh
2: no, I, I can't think of anyone I outright hated. I tried.
0: Right? Well, I mean, like, nope. obviously you don't like the Fire Lord. He, he's definitely, you know, he, he's abusive to his kids. He's a piece of crap. He well, did something to his life. Talk- but, yeah, but I'm it's not like, talking but about- he was a great character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, we're not talking
2: about characters that we like as a person. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the characters in the show I wouldn't invite into my home. But <laughs> as characters, yeah, I can't think of a single character I didn't like for what they were.
0: Yeah. I don't there's not really a negative thing to say about this show. It's it's so good.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And now we have this new live action show coming up. Um, so Sinestro, what are you expecting from Netflix with this new live action uh, show?
1: Uh,
2: oh I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm so freaking nervous for I this show. I feel that. I feel that. I was so mercilessly tricked by that M. Night Shyamalan movie when it was coming out. Because you can look back and say how hot garbage that movie was, and it was hot, steaming, shitty-ass garbage. The movie makes but me angry. the trailers, the trailers before that movie came out were just fire. They were awesome. The trailers made the show look good. And the worst part was the trailers made the show look faithful to the source material. And what does the Netflix trailers look like? Like they're being faithful to the source material. I am so goddamn nervous because I've been burned before. Pun intended. But you know what? I have a sliver of hope. I believe they have learned their lesson That this is gonna the Netflix series is gonna be, I mean, it can't be any worse than the live action movie, but I feel like the series is going to do well. And I know a lot of people are nervous because they got uh, when they heard the creators left the series, like because they disagree with certain decisions or whatnot. That's not a big deal. I wasn't bothered by that. I could name a lot of comic book movies where the original creators stuck around, and none of us were big fans of. I mean, does anyone else here remember the fact that Jeff Johns had a major part in the ma- making of the Green Lantern movie with Ryan Reynolds? Mm. Jeff Johns took me.
0: over DC Studios for a point. For that DC, he was the chief.
2: When that movie came out, he was actively the chief creative officer of DC Comics, writing Green Lantern comics. He was in the. Pr- I believe this was shortly thereafter of Blackest Night, and I'm telling you, him being a part of the movie process. Didn't help the movie not suck. So having the original writers or creators or directors or whatever on the project doesn't mean it's going to be good. Them leaving doesn't mean it's going to be bad. I have faith that this Netflix series is going to be good. I want it to be great, but I have faith it'll at least be good. Because you know what? It looks It looks so authentic to the the series, straight down to the best character in the show, which isn't really Zuko. It's actually Momo. So <laughs> it looks like they got Momo right. So I have faith.
0: Doom, how you feeling? Uh, pass is too much pressure.
1: <laughs> oh man, I'm right there with Sinestro. I got my fingers crossed so hard they're about to snap. <laughs> I just. Like you said, we've been burned before Uh, and I I like to think Netflix is trying to do better with their their live action adaptations of animated shows, Um, especially when it comes to anime. Um, I mean, I haven't seen it, but the One Piece animated series I heard was far better than a lot of people expected. I heard that a lot of people really enjoyed it. Um, the Yu Yu Hakusho uh, live action series was not bad in my opinion I I enjoyed it Um, unfortunately that's about the only two positive examples I think I can give Mm. but of both of those examples I'm going to need Avatar The Last Airbender to far exceed both of them Like they, not only do I feel like this is their, this is the uh, their their opportunity to correct something that really upset a lot of people, which obviously was the M Night Shyamalan uh, live action movie. But this, sadly, I mean, if this doesn't work out, this could be probably the last chance we get at a live action avatar i mean what what studio who's really going to try and take a third shot at it down the road if if it ends up seeming like nobody can get it right especially if i mean yeah you did bring up some good points that having the creators on board doesn't necessarily spell success and quality but if the creators are stepping off of this are the creators even going to want to jump back in the ring and work with anybody on it it just it feels like this is you know the last chance for somebody to get it right and i i mean i hope i'm wrong i hope that even if this i mean heck i don't even want to say if this isn't good that somebody else comes along and finally does it right down the road that would be awesome but talking about the here and the now I pray they get this right. Like, this is just one of those series that truly, truly deserves to have this. The the kind of undertaking this series is, is not one that I feel like anybody, I'm not saying they did, but it's not one that, can be taken lightly or really slept on. You can't go into doing Avatar The Last Airbender, you know, half-cocked and, you know, just trying to grab grab some money. Like, this is an extremely beloved series by multiple generations. Like, it's, it's not some little, you know, random one-off cartoon that they're going to be like, oh, you know what, let's just let's let's pump out something regardless of how good it is it'll get some views no like in the the climate of the internet today if netflix drops the ball on this who's going to trust them anymore like this is one of the biggest properties or at least one of the most well-loved properties that they have ever tackled it's it's not something that they can afford to really mess up on, because it's it's going to be very difficult for people to be like, oh, hey, Netflix is coming out with this live action Samurai Jack series. Let's see how that goes. God, mm-hmm. uh, now I want a live action Samurai Jack series. Nice. Uh, <clears throat> but who who's gonna who's gonna be like, oh yeah, man, you guys remember what? Netflix did with Avatar, they're totally going to get this one right. Not if they drop the ball. Like people are not going to, they're going to, people are going to lose faith. And it's honestly, honestly, one of the main reasons I want them to get this right is so maybe they can have an idea on where to go and what to do moving forward when it comes to. Doing live-action adaptations because it's obvious that their Netflix is becoming a fan of doing live-action adaptations of anime at the very least, and now they're doing Avatar, an animated American series. If they if they want to keep on pumping these out and people having faith in what they're doing, this is the one they got to get right.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. This is. This is something they have to get right. Uh, they ha- this cartoon has a rabid fan base, and they will rip Netflix to pieces if they don't. But looking at the the trailers, you can already see that the Firebenders are creating their own fire, so there's a step up. The characters' names are all being pronounced correctly.
2: Thank Again, God! Yeah,
0: step up. Um, you know, so I, I've got high hopes for it. Um, I'm excited for it. I can't wait for, uh, Wednesday to roll around and really get going. I think it's, uh, I think Netflix knows they need to get this right. I think they have put a lot of, uh, time into it. And I really hope that they're going to give us a product that's good. I don't think it, I don't think it can ever be as good as the original series. I just don't think you can capture that, but. Just a good a good adaptation of that is all we really want.
2: Hear here <laughs> preach.
0: <laughs> but hey brawlers, listen, we are out of time for tonight. Guys, thank you all again for joining us. We hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. As you can head on over to the Brawlcast page and comic book brawl and let us know what's your favorite Avatar season episode character guys, let us know what you're thinking about the upcoming Netflix series. Give us all your thoughts on Avatar, right over there, guys. As always, you can find us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audible, and Comic Book Brawl on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. The Comic Book Brawlcast is now on Facebook. And you can find admin bullseye at Magnus Strife Gaming on YouTube or at twitch.tv backslash magnusstrife. That one has two eyes in it. Don't forget to subscribe to get all the latest updates. We are out of here for tonight. Good night.